A reading from John chapter 2, verses 13 through 22. The Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons and the money changers sitting there. And making a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And he told those who sold the pigeons, Take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of trade. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. So the Jews said to him, What sign do you show us for doing these things? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, It has taken forty-six years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking about the temple of his body. When therefore he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. As we walk steadily toward the cross, we come across an interesting portion of scripture. We commonly refer to this moment as Jesus cleansing the temple, but we might be more accurate in saying this is Jesus' protest against the temple system. Quoting the prophets Isaiah and Jeremiah, Jesus calls into question the heart behind the religious elite. At this moment, he prophesies of a new temple being built, one that Christ will make. When I read the scripture, I'm reminded of the power of words. Again and again, the religious elite wanted a sign to prove the divinity of Jesus. Again and again, they missed the most obvious sign of all, Jesus. The religious elite had become consumed by their looking for signs, proof that Jesus was the true Messiah. The problem was many of Jesus' signs were aimed directly at providing a new way of living that was counter to the temple system these elites had built. They could not see the signs because they often did not line up with their beliefs in what was true religion. Fast forward to today, and I feel many have exchanged their desire for signs with an appetite for truth through wisdom. We are indeed the most educated humans the world has known. We indeed have access to more information on our smartphones than was ever written in the time of Jesus. Our quest for signs has fallen by the wayside for our pursuit of the wisdom of our own truth. The Apostle Paul witnessed this in his own time. In 1 Corinthians 1, 18-25, Paul says, For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since, in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Paul is incredibly prophetic about our own world today, isn't he? Where some seek signs and others seek wisdom, Paul begs us to simply seek Christ. For many, the cross is a stumbling block. How could the Savior of the world die a criminal's death? How can I believe that a dead man was raised back to life? 
But Paul reminds us that faith is not about signs and wonders. In fact, faith is about believing despite not knowing the whole story or seeing the works of God first. Faith is believing when we cannot see. In my opinion, our world is facing a faith crisis. An individualism has risen in our culture, and as our world faces more challenges, faith is nowhere to be found. If only we can trust in the power of Jesus. If only we would be as the disciples who remembered Jesus' prophecy in the temple, that he would be destroyed and raised up in three days. We don't need a sign. We simply need to believe in the power of Jesus' words. Let us pray. Holy One, creator of the stars and seas, your steadfast love is shown to every living thing. Your word calls forth countless worlds and souls. Your law revives and refreshes. Forgive our misuse of your gifts that we may be transformed by your wisdom to manifest for others the mercy of our crucified and risen Lord. Amen.